0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was a really fast two hours of sports radio. I have not been to bed since last night. I have woke up today at 9 a.m. And I've been awake since.
1: Yeah, I got about... Uh, like, Sunday at 9 a.m. Got about like a 45-minute nap in around like 10 p.m. tonight. But woke nice. up at 7, went out to Arrowhead, watched that masterpiece that was the Chiefs game yesterday.
0: I have an honest question because I saw this on Facebook during the break. How many Chicken
1: McNuggets can you
0: can you throw down, do you think, if you had to?
1: Like, just in one sitting? Right. Probably. Like they had
0: the 100-nug challenge. Yeah. Which I thought was like a 420 thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, will be joined by Craig Stout of Arrowhead Pride, defensive specialist here at like 415, a little bit later on. But, like, it was a person launching nuggets. Like, how many they could throw down the 100-nugget 100, 100 challenge. I'm pretty confident that I could get close to 80.
1: I actually think that I could probably push for 100. That's tough. Yeah, I know it's tough. What are your three I, sauces? My three sauces, um, let's see, def, I mean, ranch, mm-hmm. number one. Um, then probably, does Chick-fil-A sauce count? No, you
0: have to go for McDonald's.
1: Just McDonald's? Yeah. Okay, so. Because
0: then you can't go to like, oh, I'm going to go get like Jefferson's Ranch, I'm going to go get like McDonald's this. Right, 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 We've had
1: this conversation before. You got one before. stop. Okay, ranch, buffalo, barbecue. Okay, I disagree. What well, What do you got?
0: Honey mustard. Barbecue, sweet and sour. Okay. I really that's want fine. I really want the buffalo, but I've got to think if I'm trying to hit a n- hundred nugs.
1: Right, that could be that
0: that's could be gonna a be real intense. That's gonna be a ring sting about right. an hour later. Just throwing that out there. Ring I don't know. Sting. Yeah. You could urban dictionary that. No, no, I, You know I it I, is? I can already
1: figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh we that, talked about, what's up? i just said this, that 4 a.m. radio for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I just saw the video, and I just felt like, I mean, I remember back in college, we would go get the 20 nugget deal for five bucks. Oh, yeah. And just smash that. I mean, that was like nothing. And you get a large fry with that. I was a real attractive kid in college, if you can imagine. Oh, I bet. 20 nuggets, large fry, Coca-Cola.
1: Big man on campus. That's
0: right. I didn't live on campus, though.
1: Big man off campus.
0: I lived on Pine Street in Warrensburg. Shout out to all those people still up out in Warrensburg. How you doing? You got what you wanted, Chiefs fans. Your team is going to be the focus of the NFL for what I believe the next 10 years. We had a caller earlier that kind of beat us to the punch. I don't know if he's like hacked our Google accounts. But this is something that Nick Price kind of put together. But it's something that like our brains have kind of like gone back and forth with when it comes to putting this type of content together. And my take on it is you're going to be the team for the next 10 years that the NFL is just going to be like, this is what we like. Now, I heard the other day Colin Coward said the Chiefs are exactly what the NFL wants. They're flashy, they're loud, they're electric, they're fun, they're addicting, they're like the Avengers. Everybody's got a role on the team that fans tend to, like, draw themselves to. Oh, you like Tyreek Hill because he's been doubted, he's got speed, he's lightning fast. I like him. Oh, you like Patrick Mahomes because he's like the leader. He's like Tony Stark. Like, he's the one everybody likes. You like Travis Kelsey because he's jivey and cool. He's fun. He's a guy that I like this team. Again, a core of guys that together make up a makeup that makes the NFL very popular amongst a lot of people for years to come. You also backside slap on the narrative that they've waited 50 years and have had a ton of bad luck. You can just follow Nick Wright if you want to know. He lets his fandom out. Mm -hmm. Pretty obvious. I think I kind of do the same as well when it comes to letting people know where I come from. And that text line, that top text just kind of got me disturbed because they said, Daddy Binkley. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like that. Far away is my dad. (laughs) But the thing about it is, is that this is going to be especially if they can win it this year. Now, they've already got to a Super Bowl. That is signed, sealed, delivered. As I said when this team signed Tyron Matthew, lick the stamp, stick the stamp, put it on the letter, send it for approval, it's already done. They're going to a Super Bowl. This is one Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes has now been to. Patrick Mahomes is exactly what the NFL wants because it hasn't been seen before. We haven't seen a guy at his age, take the league over by storm. You could say Dan Marino. You'd be like, Dusty, go back to when it was 83 and 84, 85, and Dan Marino was setting records left and right, throwing for 4,000, throwing for a bunch of touchdowns. Not with an offense like this. Not with one of the fastest players in the NFL's history. Not with one of the best tight ends who rejuvenated the position, who for some reason continuously gets doubted, This is a team that fans like. We use the comparison that they are similar to the Golden State Warriors. Nobody gave a rip who the Golden State Warriors were until Steph Curry made them a new generational type of team. Until
1: the Splash Bros.
0: Came around. And then all of a sudden, what'd you see? People from the ages of 7 to 47 wearing some sort of Golden State jersey, whether mm-hmm. it was Draymond Green, whether it was Steph Curry, whether it was Clay Thompson, eventually whether it was Kevin Durant. But teams started to mimic or try to do what Golden State had done. Score quick, score a lot. Threes more than two. If you can do it in an accurate count, you can beat teams. And now you're seeing that with the Chiefs. People all year long were like, you have to run the ball in the NFL. I mean, the Chiefs outran the Titans today. They outran the the Texans last week. That's just the way things are starting to go in the NFL. Like that caller said earlier, like we have mentioned weeks and weeks before this type of game, the future of the NFL is Mahomes, Jackson, and Watson. Maybe a little bit of Russ is left. There's a little bit of Russell Wilson left. Three of those guys are all in the AFC. They're all going to be going up against each other for the next 10 years, maybe. But that's what the NFL's future is. It's teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's teams like this Chiefs team that are exciting. You watched a team last week from your couch in Kansas City, and you thought that game was awesome? Imagine being somebody in Dallas, California, Florida, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that has no affiliation to the team, and they watch 15 come from behind by 24 and win. They watch 15 run the play today that we call the run and score. Shannon Sharp, a guy that played the majority of his career for the Denver Broncos, now calls Patrick Mahomes is my homeboy. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say a little bit, and most of that is TV, and you could say you don't like Shannon Sharp because he's just trying to play the opposite of what I have no idea what Skip Bayless is trying to do, but he's just not working out. And you could say all you want about Shannon Sharp, but even he knows what the NFL is. You see guys like Lewis Riddick, who are respected, heavy, smart minds of the NFL, they know. And when it comes to this team, This is the team, Kansas City, that you've been waiting, I will say, 50 years or your whole life
1: to have happen. Well, and the NFL is just a different animal. You know, like, yeah, the Royals make this really big run for a couple of years, but it wasn't like everybody in the country was talking about them and hyping them up and everything. But the NFL is just different. And, I mean, there might not be any sporting event in the world that gets as much media coverage as the Super Bowl the nation's really going to get to know this Chiefs team over the next two weeks. And I kind of saw, I was scrolling through Twitter a lot tonight. I saw social media just in general kind of take a turn where everybody's seen the primetime games with Mahomes and they know he's great and everything. But now people are really starting to, like, validate the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes. And you're starting to get more of, like, this national attention, which I don't know about you, Dusty, but I've always heard the complaints from Kansas City fans just all throughout the years of, Oh, well, like, they never show our highlights on ESPN. That's fair. Nobody talks about us. And guess what, Kansas City? You're going to get what you wanted. Everybody's going to be talking about the Chiefs, not only for the next two weeks, not only if they win the Super Bowl, but for the next 10 years. And I guess to kind of add to your different spectrums
0: when it comes to the NFL and baseball, one has a salary cap, the other doesn't. Right. Right. And teams in Kansas City, like, if the NFL didn't have a salary cap, I mean, I kind of believe that the Kansas City Chiefs would be one of the richest teams in all of the NFL just because of the money they have in Clark Hunt, uh, the advertisement they'd be able to sell, the money that they could make would be atrocious in a good way. And when it comes to Major League Baseball, it just seems different because it's kind of like college basketball where you play such a long season, that it comes down to, like, two weeks. Like, baseball, you go 5-7-7. Basketball, you play 30-plus games, and you can be knocked out in one round. In football, you kind of have to be consistently good. You don't see a lot of teams limp into playoffs. Now, you can say this year the Titans did, but the Titans got really good towards the end of the season because they gave their football to Derrick Henry And then they let their quarterback, who a lot of people had given up on and written the ship on, and said, hey, we're going to let Ryan Tannehill beat us, and Ryan Tannehill beat people. The numbers are there. Now, Ryan Tannehill didn't have a good playoff because when it comes to the NFL's mentality, the better, healthier team will always win in the NFL. The better head coach and the better quarterback 85% of the time are going to win the football game. I say 85% because it didn't happen in the divisional round with Baltimore and the Tennessee Titans. Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson are way better at what they do than Vrabel and Tannehill. That's easy. Yeah. But when you looked at this game today, Mahomes and Reed were clearly better. And when it comes to Sunday in two weeks, 13 days from today your head coach and your quarterback again will be substantially better than the other quarterback and head coach across the sidelines. And again, Nick writes, Nick right. Nick Price is 100% right when he says this. You want the Chiefs to be on the middle of the map and the face of the NFL? You are going to get that. Something else you're going to get is Craig stout of Arrowhead pride after this. 4.18. 4.18 in the morning. And we're still sports horny to steal a line from one of my former, not former, one of my good friends. Pants off, shirt off. I'll do the Super Bowl post-game show naked if they win the whole thing. I swear to God. You might need to get a new chair, Bob Fesco. Speaking of Bob Fesco, you can meet the entire crew of Fesco in the morning. At Rally House KC, 97th and Quivera to get all of your Chiefs Kingdom gear for the Super Bowl moving forward in Miami. Bob Fesco probably still has some confetti stuck to him if you want to go see him. I don't know if he'll still be wearing the red blazer. Somebody that I like to call the red blazer. That's not true. But Craig Stout joins us now. Craig, how you doing, my man?
2: I'm doing fantastic. I, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? You, probably. Yeah, Yeah. well, okay. I did predict them to win, but still, That's it's right. great. But it's are there in the Super Bowl.
0: Craig, what's the worst Chiefs memory you have in your lifetime?
2: Oh, my goodness. I mean, uh, leaving some of the off-field stuff out of this, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just going to focus on on-field stuff here. I, I think... The the last, that the, the Romeo Crennel year where he was a head coach, and I love Romeo, but my goodness, that team was just playing uninspired football. The offense was horrid. The defense, well, just to think that that's what it took to get Andy Reid here, that's, that's incredible. Craig,
0: I want you now to remember all of that because it's never coming back at least for home. the next at least for the next 10 to 15 years all of that is gone because you saw that last week like i've said before this morning i admit it when that game was happening against houston i was like man we've waited for this we waited for this we waited for this we waited for this and it's happening but then it didn't happen and then today down 17 to 7 everybody like myself was like you know what I'm not going to do it, and it didn't happen. Why is it now, other than Patrick Mahomes, that this team is no longer the team of heartbreak?
2: I'm going to put it almost solely on, outside of Patrick Mahomes, on the additions that Brett Meek has made. Steve Spagnuolo, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, those guys were not going to let this avalanche again. We've seen it time and time again that the Chiefs just collapse in on themselves in those situations. They can't pull it out. Maybe they make it a close game late, but we're sitting here ruining two or three plays. Guys, there were two or three plays that happened yesterday Frank Clark jumping off sides, Chris Jones jumping off sides, Rashad Breeland defensive pass interference, that we would all be talking about as major turning points in this game if they hadn't beaten the Titans. That defense shored up. The attitude is completely different. The mentality is completely different. They're just going to go out there, and they're never going to quit, and they're never going to stop coming at you. And that, coupled with Patrick Mahomes, is absolutely the reason why they can continue to do this, and it's a replicatable effort every single week.
0: Why did Derrick Henry not work out today for the Titans?
2: I I think the Chiefs hit him, and the Chiefs hit him hard. I I think the workload caught up with him. Obviously, you know, we've said all throughout this past week that if the Chiefs got up big on the Titans, that they were going to stop running. I have to be forced to throw the ball to keep up. Derrick Henry came out of that half. They wanted to run the ball with him still, and he took the big shots from Dan Sorensen, major player in this playoffs. Tyron Matthew, Damian Wilson, uh, several guys hit him, lit him up, made him, you know, made him stop, made him be able to stop the engine. And therefore, it, they just couldn't get what they needed to out of him anymore. They had to start throwing the ball to keep up. And then it was over. Then at that point, you want Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball because Derrick Henry was the thing that made that team go.
0: I think when you talked about it earlier, we kind of hit on it too that, you know, Brett Veach has a lot of similarities when Dayton Moore kind of turned the Royals franchise around. And I think one of the main things that Brett Veach kind of had to struggle with getting was notoriety of some of the moves that he had made. And I understand this now because a lot of times in the professional sports world, head coaches seem to just get it all. Kind of like in high school, the quarterbacks always get all the praise. Like they're the reasons why you win. They get the hot girl. They get the success story written about them in the local newspaper, and it's kind of been that way with Andy Reid and this team because I have friends. I have a lot of people that do a lot of talking on the air, and they've always been like, oh, it's great that Brett Veach has the name on his professional card that says general manager, but it's Andy Reid making these moves, and where I've cut that off is where Ned Yost kind of said, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let these guys that I've hired that I've used as my guys around me to do their job and just trust them to do their job, and things tend to succeed a little bit faster and more productive that way. And I think that we saw this this year with the summer that Brett Veach had, and you nailed it. Why is it that those guys fit the narrative that is Brett Veach?
2: I I just think... And we saw Brett Beach try to do this in 2018, somewhat unsuccessfully. He wanted to change the mentality. Brought in Anthony Hitchens, tried to get a guy that reportedly was high-motor, high-work ethic, doesn't quit, In Breland speaks. And, you know, obviously we'll see on speaks. But brought in Derek Nottie, Dorian O'Daniel. They just weren't the same level of move that we've seen him make. For everything that happened in 2018, he tried to replicate a lot of that same mentality shift, a lot of that same you know swagger and motor and everything like that. In 2019, he just hit on them, and they hit on him in a big, big way. Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, you know Juan Thornhill, even Nicole Hardman. Do you you just see all of these guys able to produce, able to do it at a high level immediately? I don't think that it's necessarily been a shift from the 2018 you know, grouping, he's just got, he's, like you said, relying on his guys around him to do their jobs well, or maybe in 2018 it was a little more forced. I think we're going to see going forward a lot closer to what we saw this year out of Brett Beach in every single off season. and boy, that's scary for the rest of the league if he's going to pick and acquire talent like that.
1: So you can be
0: safe to say as a Kansas City Chiefs fan out there listening or watching this team or enjoying this run that you can now trust in GMBV.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think so. I, he's given you zero reason to believe otherwise based on 2019. I, I I thought it was funny that when John Lynch was named general manager of the year, you know, a lot of people were saying, i uh, cursed out of Green Bay maybe deserve some, which, sure, yes, I agree with that. But Brett Veach doesn't even get discussed at all. Brett Veach had the best offseason in the NFL this year. Now, don't get me wrong, San Francisco 49ers are in the Super Bowl. They've been great, but they got the number two overall pick, and their quarterback got healthy. Meanwhile, Brett Veach is drafting at the bottom of the draft, You know, traded his draft pick for Frank Clark, added Tyron Matthew, and hit the rest of his draft out of the park and the rest of his free agent acquisitions out of the park. and got these guys in here, hired the right defensive coordinator. Like, all of that, he he didn't lay a bad foot this year.
0: What do the next two weeks look like for Craig Stout?
2: Well, this week I'm going to Mobile, Alabama. I'm actually waiting in an airport right now so that I can go to the Senior Bowl Talk some draft prospects, and then after that I am going to sit back and talk in Miami as much as possible, and it's going to be a blast.
0: Craig, thanks for joining us the show. Have a safe flight. Have a good rest of the couple weeks, and uh, we'll do this again real soon.
2: Sounds good, Dusty. Have a good one. You too.
0: That was Craig Stout of Arrowhead Pride, defensive analyst uh, kind of guy. He kind of brought it there for 427 in the morning, and I kind of dig that. That gets me radio horny, and I can't deny it. We've got about an hour and a half, and I still can't believe that, that we're almost off the air at 6 a.m. And then the guys from 97th and Quimera at Rally House from Fesco in the morning take over. But don't wait. Don't wait. There were some sounds from the game that we're going to play you when we come back. Victory Monday at 4.32 in the morning on a Chiefs victory Monday. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl.
1: Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl.
0: Just say it as many times as you want.
1: The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl.
0: That's right. In Miami. We tried to tell you it's not, when they, not where they play, but when they play. It just so happened that the New England Patriots pooed the bed, and let you have the number two seed. Shout out Ryan Fitzpatrick. It just so happened that the Houston Texans still employ Bill O'Brien to handle their football type of operations. He blew a 24-point lead. You love to see it. And it just so happens that the Baltimore Ravens pissed away their number one seed. And gave you home field advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs. You'll love to see it. And if you remember, oh, I don't know. I think it was about six weeks ago. A guy by the name of Jake, Jason Lock and Fora reported if and only if Terrell Suggs reports, which I don't know if he will. The Chiefs have not signed Terrell Suggs. Then a little audio came out about Terrell Suggs and the decision to come to the Kansas City Chiefs. And part of that reason was because, well, guys like Patrick Mahomes play here, and it makes it pretty easy. And he said, when you have a short conversation with the head coach, it didn't take long for that decision to be made. And this was Terrell Suggs at the end of the game today. And you listen to him when he talks about this team. And he's only been a part of it for a fraction of the time.
3: I mean,
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it was. You know, <clears throat> I'm definitely fortunate. You know, because um, Dre called me, he was like, "Let's go on a run." Like you said, it didn't take much convincing. So I'm just uh, enjoying the moment. It's kind of surreal.
0: What makes this group different from past groups you've been a part of?
4: Um, 15. When you don't know what it is, but he has it. And, you know, 87 and, and all those guys over there. So it's just, uh, you know, as being a former player that used to have to prepare against them, it's kind of a nightmare cool. defensively. And it's very fortunate to be had a guy on that team. What was the key to so.
1: stopping Henry?
4: Um... I don't think there was really no main key, you know. Um, he's a phenomenal player, and I think uh, they were playing with uh, tremendous confidence and, and momentum. So, you know, you put two, those two together with talent, it's, it's very difficult to stop. But uh, this was a this is a tight knit group, and you know we we wasn't going to be denied today. You know, and, um, we've been kind of just telling guys the whole week. Don't, don't leave without the Lamar Hunt Trophy. So let's, let's go get the Lamar Hunt
0: Trophy, and we'll take care of Monday after that. Lamar, I got to go. And there's the leadership in a guy like Terrell Suggs. All he told the team was something that he really didn't even need to tell the team, and that was don't leave without the Lamar Hunt Trophy. But the thing, of course, that sticks out the most is when they ask him what makes the team different And he just says, 15. I mean, 15. He just has it. And he emphasizes it because when you think about guys that are phenomenal pitchers in the Major League Baseball world, how do they always describe him? He just has the stuff. And you think to yourself, what is the stuff? That seems very vague, but it's not. Patrick Mahomes, according to Terrell Suggs, Just has it. And when he says, when they have guys like 15 and 87 and all those guys over there, you just kind of get the feeling that a team like that's special. And when he talks about preparing against a team like this, he knows what people talk about. The league knows. And when you play him, it's a different animal. And when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who leads a team like that, who, oh, by the way, is 24 years old, yeah, he gets the attention from other guys that play other positions on the team. Another guy that has it, and what I mean by it, I mean leadership capability, Frank Clark. Hold on to your butts. How about that today, man? What, what, what's going through your mind right now?
3: Man, I'm a champion. That's all that matters. You know, I said it uh, a few days ago that, you know, I wasn't going to let that happen. We put a mindset in our whole defense that we weren't going to let them run the ball on us. We knew the only way they going to go win the game was run the ball. The quarterback not good enough to win the game passing, and we exposed all that. Anytime you run for 80 yards, you call yourself the leading running back. They call themselves, so they hype uh, Henry up and do all this for him, man. Say what they're going to do to us. Say we the 26th ranked defense in the league, and all we do is continue to prove to them who the baddest on the planet are.
4: You shut him down today. How did you guys do that? Because
3: we're the baddest mother f***ing planet. Now you got one more in you to win it for Andy. How important is it to win for Andy? It's more important to win that for our owner, Clark Hunt Trophy. We go win it for. Uh, I said more important. Sorry, scratch that. I got what you it's, mean, it's, man. Man, it's more important just for us as a team, not just for Andy as a coach. No disrespect, but for the team, all that matters is the team, and that's all we've been thriving on all season. Is the team, team first, everything else second. And you were hurt, man. Like the beginning of the year, week eleven, you
4: finally get healthy and get out of here. How much of it is like redemption for you to go? I knew I could go out there
3: and play like that because I know I am. I know what I'm capable of doing. At the end of the day, I told him. After week six, I told him what was going on with my body. My body was breaking down. I didn't know what was going on, you know. You just pray everything goes right. You know, I go out get checked by doctors. My doctors tell me I should not play for the rest of the season. They tell me I need to get surgery, stop playing, before I her something, you know, down the road for a longer term. At the end of the day, man, I trusted my doctors here the Chiefs. I trusted everything they were telling me. Like I said, Rick Borkhorter, the greatest staff on the planet. They told me I was able to do it. They, I trusted them. Man, they put me on a great plan. And I come out here and I finish. Probably, hey. Some would say one of the best second halves of the season you can Curry. ever play in ten games. I asked
4: Ty the same thing. I'll ask you again. How good's that quarterback, man? You said Pat
3: Mahomes. Yeah. MVP Pat. You said the illness, motherfucker, <laughs> Walker. Pat Mahomes. Come on, man. Pat, we trust. Like I said from day one, Pat, when Pat Mahomes your quarterback, you don't have no worries, no fears, no doubt. As a defense, all you gotta do is step up on your own and win the game. Pat Mahomes, man, our quarterback, where's quarterback reigning. What was it? 365 yards rushing, 300 yards passing. That's 365 yards, 130 um, quarterback rating, no interceptions, I think three or four touchdowns. Come on, man. I'll drop every staff of Pat Mahomes if I have to. Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the world. Don't add him. Don't add him. I'm just telling you,
0: that's a grown ass man, Frank Clark. And he's got that type of bubble inside his stomach when he talks about Mahomes and this team. Yeah, the dog days are over, baby. They're the baddest, mother, uh, you know, what, on the planet, according to Frank Clark. And the next five minutes, Travis Kelsey. Are we all going? Are we all going? Travis, I'm just very close. Last year,
3: the feeling that you guys have in your left here is the desire to get back here, get
5: it done today. It just tells you the type of characters that we've got in the organization. Uh, top to bottom, from the owner to the GM to the head coach to um, everyone in between, the athletic training staff and all the players, and uh, just a determined mindset to to never have that feeling ever again, uh, not only for ourselves but for the fans. I mean, Arrowhead was shaking today. Loved every bit of it. It was the most electric I've ever felt it, and um, for good reason. Travis,
4: following up on that, obviously, the blood, sweat, and tears, knowing that you had to live with it, you know, coming up short for a year, obviously you take that type of motivation in the training camp and then all the OTAs and, 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 and the season. What's
3: it mean
5: to finally get to that, get
4: to that next step, going to the Super Bowl? How does it make you feel personally? What's um, the sacrifice
5: <clears throat> that you to make. To get just excited for the opportunity. I mean, that's all you can ask for in life is the opportunity, and then what you do with that is up to you. And and, and the Super Bowl is, uh, it's the greatest opportunity you can have as a as a football player in this world. So, um, with that being said, you know, um, doing the right things throughout the week and just making sure that we're ready for everything uh, come uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I love Coach Reed, man. He's he's definitely a part of the motivation. You know, we're uh, we're sick of hearing what the uh, what the media says about him, how he can't get the big one done, and. Uh, you know what? We uh, we knocked one off the list. Got the Lamar Hunt Trophy back here in uh, in Kansas City for the Hunt family. And you know what? We still got one more to one more goal to knock off the list. Just fire it fires you up, and there there were I mean anytime anybody's making a play, Sammy Watkins, uh there during, during the last touchdown, I couldn't I couldn't tell you how excited I was for him to be in that moment and to and to relish in that moment. And then uh, Tyreek the first couple of touchdowns, getting us on the board, um, and then obviously Pat just being Magic Mahomes himself. It's 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 just a blast playing with all the every, every everybody on this offense. We're so explosive, and we know that uh we got everything we need right here. Yes,
0: Yeah, they got a good running see, back. What
3: do you see for Chiefs defense? What do you
5: see? <clears throat> I, saw, I saw guys with uh, one goal of mine, and that was to stop the run. You know, and that's, uh, that's tough against that offense. But on the, flip, on the flip side, our O-line played their tail off, both in the run game and in the pass game, keeping Pack clean, opening up lanes for a, a hard-running D-wheel, um, who I love, to, I love to death, man. That guy plays his tail off every single week. He gets the opportunity to for this, this team.
3: This, this is the
5: second second in. What do you think of Patrick's rushing touchdown? How he escaped so many times. Magic Mahomes. That's all. That's that's the best way you can explain it. I mean, I was I was excited as anybody else to be able to cap off that two minute drill with with Pat getting in the end zone. A
3: couple more guys. Second week in a row, you guys have been able to battle from behind. What does it say about
5: this offense? You know you mentioned when you guys were close to Just what does it mean to be a part of the Um, it's nice to have that in the back pocket, being able to 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 work. Uh, from behind, from uh, without the lead. But uh, at the same time, you know, we got to take care of business early. You can't get put in those types of situations. And uh, that's been probably the biggest thing that we've had to deal with uh, over the course of the season, being able to start fast, finish fast, and play a complete game.
0: Last one. Travis, you said when, when you were handed the trophy out, out there on the field, you said it's been seven long years, <clears throat> you've been working, you've been developing your game for the last seven years here in Kansas City. You've developed, developed a lot of relationships. Always say, you know, you always are excited for the fans and all that. How much more does it mean to you just being such a veteran of this team and the hard work you put in over the last seven years? Um, to get to
5: this point? Well, it's been, I believe, 50 since the last time the Chiefs were here in the Super Bowl and in this position. Um, so I only got a little bit of that taste compared to everybody in this organization, everybody in this city. And um, you know what? All, all even though this fire in my in my chest is burning hard for the, for everybody in this uh, this organization, um, you know I think um, I think getting there and winning it is uh, is, is what the mindset is, and uh, and we can't stop until we get it. All right, thank you.
3: Thank, thank you.
0: you. Travis Kelsey in the post game press conference letting you know basically I think what every Chiefs fan has felt the last seven years under Andy Reid's regime. I think that's what a lot of people have when they think of this team, the type of emotion that Travis Kelsey had because at the time, Travis Kelsey was the one. You got to fight for your right to party. Woo! And just really brought it on that stage. And then it kind of sits in and you kind of think about it. Maybe it was on your drive home from the stadium, Nick Price. I know when it kicked in for me. We're doing the postgame show last night, which is crazy to think because I haven't been to bed since. But it kind of sinks in to me when they're interviewing Andy Reid on the stage at the end of the game, the confetti's falling, and you see Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyron Matthew all look at their head coach, and they think, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. And that's when I think it felt like, okay, that whole win was fun. This whole year was fun. This team knows what they want. And they're literally going and
1: getting it. See, the cool thing, too, is that, like like I said, I was out there. I watched the right. whole yeah, presentation yeah. and everything. And Andy and Pat, and they really all just reinforced this. They were like, this is awesome. This is really cool. Let's celebrate. But we got one more to go. We got one more to go, and that's the only one that matters. To steal a line
0: from the great Bambino in the movie The Sandlot, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. We saw another example of this in Mahomes, and we'll tell you.
3: Uh, there's no host at the Oscars this year. There's no what? There's no host.
1: Oh, that's right. For
3: the second time. How do you feel about the no host? Uh... I don't
2: give
3: a <laughs> Why would I care? I don't care either way. <laughs> you don't prefer it one way or the other?
1: No. <laughs> no. What about the fact that there'll be no Patriots in the Super Bowl this season? How do you feel
3: about it? What about the fact there'll be no Saints in the Super Bowl this year? I'm still I'm still getting over that heartbreak. And by the way, why are we doing these things on, on the old NFL I agree. conference? I'm with you there. Are you recording? I'm recording. <laughs> yeah, but my Chiefs won, so
1: okay, fair enough. I'm pretty
3: happy about that. My Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Ah, oh, Brad Pitt.
0: I mean, I used to think I'd sell my soul to the devil. I think I still would. To look like Brad Pitt for three minutes when he was in the movie Troy. There may not be a better opening scene to a movie that I have ever seen than the movie Troy. He wakes up in between two women, hungover, puts on his armor, goes out and fights this guy who is what I would assume is what Bill Goldberg looks like in the flesh and he does like a nice run, jump in the air, and sticks him in the tricep or in the trap. As Brad Pitt plays the Achilles character from Greek mythology. Brad Pitt, live from the SAG Awards tonight, not giving a blank about the Patriots being in the Super Bowl or who's hosting the Oscars. In fact, just excited that his Chiefs won because Brad Pitt, if you didn't know, is from a small town in Missouri, not a small town, a big town, in Springfield, Missouri. he went to Mizzou. That's right. Also. I wonder if yeah, he was definitely a frat boy. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't know if he was Sigep, but I think he was definitely pro actually I don't think he was. From Sigma Kai. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yep. Those guys. Brad Pitt. Nick Price. Dusty Likens. It doesn't really matter. One name truly matters. When you think of the Kansas City Chiefs and their new approach and their new look of what is the NFL, they're in the Super Bowl. I can't lie about that. Now, I'm not here to get sentimental about, well, they got this far. That's far enough. No. This team with this kid behind the center has a chance to do this for many more years to come. It's real, real easy research. He's been the starter for two years. They've been to two AFC championship games. They lost one in overtime where he never touched the football. The other one they won, and it really wasn't ever close after he had The run. Patrick Mahomes, I think I'm confident in saying, I don't need a crystal ball. I don't need some lady named Moulin Rouge to tell me that in 25 years from now, he'll have a gold jacket and that he'll be in the Hall of Fame because he's going to be there. The talent is too much proven at this point. The legacy as we watch it is getting built. And as we speak right now on Sports Center at 4 54 in the morning, Lewis Riddick is on the Scott Van Pelt show, which I am almost positive is a rerun because no one in their sane mind is up right now except for all of you fun people out there listening to the 50 consecutive hours for 50 years of celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs in this town. And they're showing the play that we have, fact, titled The Run. Second and ten in the second quarter, Patrick Mahomes took off from 27 yards out. He was not denied. He scored a running touchdown. Everybody knows that Patrick Mahomes runs away with games with his arm. The oohs and the ahs and the jaws that drop throughout the game are not because of Patrick Mahomes' legs because of his right arm, sometimes his left. It's because he can throw it at any angle. He can, quote, spin it in anything, end quote. Patrick Mahomes. He's a kid that has evolved at such a young age and he makes plays so early in his career that you look at yourself and you think, some of these I'm going to have to cut out when the highlight reel gets down to a minute 20 seconds. This is one that won't. This is one that when you watch this, you will always remember where you were when you watched it. Again, I'm not huge on talking about legacy or telling people that somebody's great when it's clearly obvious. But you think he probably steps out when you originally watched this. He's not trying to get hurt. He just wants to
1: get a first down, move the chains. Maybe no. play for a field goal to the game up before the half. You're getting the ball back.
0: Not how he rolls. Not it. You remember in the preseason, he ran towards the corner of the end zone, and then he stopped and he got hit. And Andy Reid was like, that's it. That's all we need to see from Mahomes in this preseason. Get off the field. And in the press conference afterwards, he goes, yeah, regular season, I'm probably trying to put that one in. He told you all the way back in August what his mentality would be When the situation were to come to, he puts a move on a defender, then he spins and scores and he puts the game on his back. And at that point in that game, it's over. The Chiefs would never lose the lead. And it seems like plays happen to guys like this. And we always remember them. This was one of those moments. This is one of those moments that when Patrick Mahomes gets ready to put on his gold jacket and his sculpture of his face that probably won't look like him because they never do in Canton. This is one of those plays when he's 46 years old and he's watching the video highlights, this is one that's going to be in there. Think about it. The kid with the golden arm breaks the game open, With his legs. He was hurt all year. Bum ankle. Bad kneecap. Hurt his hand against New England. And yet here we are. AFC championship game. When it matters. And nothing hurts him. This is the type of stuff. That heroes get remembered for. This is why legends never die. Because when Patrick Mahomes literally puts his team on his back, trailing in a game in which everybody watching was like, they're not losing this game. I know. It's the Titans. It's in Arrowhead. It's a year of unfinished business. Patrick Mahomes creates the run, just like Elway creates the drive. Montana gets the catch. This is one of those types of plays that you can now title the
1: run. It's one of those things that, like, you know, you see it on Sports Center all the time when somebody retires or, like, in the Hall of Fame. They've got, like, their five iconic moments. Yeah. This is one of them.
0: This is one of them. It's not a no-look pass. It's not a left-handed throw. Those aren't as significant when you think about the moments in time at when those happened. This was the biggest play of Patrick Mahomes' young, young, 24-year-old career that has only the roof, the ceiling, the sky, the space, anything ahead of it. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock here in Kansas City. Join us. The party continues. It's 50 consecutive hours to celebrate 50 years of the Kansas City Chiefs, and your Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday
3: afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the
0: same old whatever or